having told the disciples his return to the Father would facilitate sending them the Holy Spirit, Jesus began to describe two aspects of the Spirit's mission, convincing and communicating. John 16, 8-11 contains the Lord's description of the first of these. Most English New Testament versions translate the Greek verb used to quote his description of this world-facing part of the Spirit's work by using the word convict, but it can also be translated as convince, and I think that helps clarify its use in this context. The Lord said the Holy Spirit convinces the world of three things, sin, righteousness, and judgment. He said the Spirit would convince the world of sin because of their unbelief. Saving faith must first be preceded by the moment when a person acknowledges their iniquity. And as someone who has benefited from this part of the Spirit's mission, I'm extremely grateful for it, but also thankful that the job of convincing others of their sinfulness is not up to me. It's clear that as believers we have a role to play in the process, but it's deeply comforting to be able to trust that work to Him. He's the only one who can expose the depth of someone's spiritual depravity without condemnation and escort them over the threshold of faith through confession and repentance into the waiting arms of Christ's redemption. Next, the Lord taught the disciples that the Holy Spirit is the one who convinces the world of righteousness. That word means the character or quality of being right or just. He told them this part of the Spirit's mission would be necessary because He was returning to the Father. And that meant He would no longer be visibly present to demonstrate by His holy life what righteousness looks like. The world is so severely corrupted by sin, all the cultural signposts pointing toward the path of right living have been torn down. It's an unholy mess that can only be navigated by means of the convincing work of the Spirit. But He's so good at it. He's exceedingly able not only to illuminate the way of righteousness, but to enable us to walk it with an increasingly confident stride. And finally, Jesus said the Holy Spirit would convince the world of judgment. He told his followers this was needed because Satan, described as the ruler of this world, is judged. That means the case against him is closed, a verdict has been rendered, and a sentence has been handed down. As much as he may try to pretend otherwise, the devil has been utterly defeated. It's part of the Spirit's mission to convince the world of the thoroughness of that judgment to dissuade those tempted to live in disobedience to God, but also to redirect every attempt of the adversary to cause believers to live under the weight of their own guilt. Those who willingly follow in Satan's footsteps will come under the same judgment he has, but those who have repented of sin and placed their trust in the forgiveness of Jesus have been set free from judgment. Revelation 12.10 refers to the devil as the accuser of the brethren. And I think a lot of us know what it's like to find ourselves sidelined in our faith because of the weight of shame resulting from his accusations. But it's in those times the voice of the Holy Spirit pierces that darkness to convince us of the liberty purchased for us in our Savior's victory over Satan. Hear him speaking to you today. 
from Colossians 2, 15 to 16. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you.